a biologist at the University of Texas at Arlington, has received a more than $1 million grant from the National Science Foundation to study the diversity of anole lizard species in the Caribbean. Luke Frischkoff, an assistant professor of biology, will collaborate with the team over the next three years to investigate the reptile's ecological niches. Frischkoff explains the project, the collaboration, UTA student involvement, and his motivation in this edition of Voices. Thoughts from Maverick scientists leading the charge to innovate, discover, and learn. I'm primarily a community ecologist, which means I'm fascinated by the question of why there are so many types of animals and why do they occur together in the ways that they occur together or don't occur in times in certain combinations. I primarily work on lizards, uh, sometimes frogs, sometimes birds, but mostly lizards, and particularly focused on these uh, specific lizards in the, the Caribbean called anoles. And we actually have one anole here. It's the green anole. It has the, the pink throat fan. But in the, the world, there are over 400 species of those guys, uh, as opposed to our like singleton here. And in the Caribbean islands on Cuba, Jamaica, uh, Hispaniola, and Puerto Rico, they've evolved in really interested, in interesting ways where they, on each island, they kind of have the same different ecological types showing up again and again. That's kind of the, the thing that we're studying. What, what types of ecological characteristics do these species have on each one of those islands? It all revolves around this idea of the ecological niche, which is basically the, the set of conditions where an organism can survive and reproduce. And so you can imagine that some, some species have really broad niches so they can survive in a bunch of different conditions. And some species are, are specialists and have really narrow niches where they can only survive when things are you know, just so. And so the, this grant is trying to really understand the ecological and evolutionary consequences of having broad versus narrow niches. You might, you might think that having a, a broad niche, being a generalist, lets you survive in all sorts of conditions and you'll do really well and be super successful. Um, or, or you, you know, might think that, you know, in order to succeed, you have to specialize because, you know, a jack of all trades is a master of none. And so what we're trying to do is, uh, actually go in to these, uh, ecosystems, take, take the lizards and quantify their niches to see how, how broad, how generalized they are or how specialized they are and compare that to how well they're doing ecologically, you know, whether they're like really dominant in ecological communities, as well as, you know, kind of how they're doing evolutionarily. Are they from lineages that are evolving really rapidly and speciating a lot, creating new daughter species in evolutionary time? Or are they just kind of chugging along as singletons along, you know, throughout evolutionary time, they're just, they're able to survive, but they don't have a lot of descendants. So the, the goal is, yeah, to, to really understand this, this very basic, basic principle in ecology, kind of niche, niche breadth or generalization and its consequences for actual ecosystems and communities, uh, as well as evolution writ large. One, one potential way you could think about the application uh, relates to conservation. We're, we're in an extinction crisis right now, and uh, some species are much more likely to go extinct in the next hundred years than others. And, you know, we've, as a community, been studying this problem for a long time. And one of the uh, kind of often thought about ideas is that specialization has something to do with extinction risk, particularly those, those really specialized species might be at really high risk of extinction. So this type of work will help 
address that question and, and might help us you know, better predict what, what types of species are in really heightened risk of extinction and, and might need you know, that little bit of extra focus to conserve them. Martha Munoz is at uh, Yale. Um, she's she's an expert in thermal biology. So the the kind of tactic that we're using in this grant is to look at three different aspects of the organism's niche: diet, like what things they eat, the how they kind of associate with vegetation, like do they live at the tops of trees or you know on trunks or on the ground, uh, and then how they they deal with temperature. And so Martha is going to bring in her expertise with thermal biology to understand you know. Uh, kind of temperature specialists versus temperature generalists in this community. And so that's that's super exciting to work with her. And then um, Luke Mahler uh, is a colleague in in Toronto, Canada. Um, and he's a kind of expert on the the evolution of uh, anoles in particular. And so thinking about phylogenetic trees. And so he's going to bring his kind of evolutionary knowledge to help tease apart these questions related to how uh, specialization evolves in you know deep deep time over millions and millions of years at least at least two of my graduate students are going to be um, involved in this project likely more and then there will be the opportunity for uh, UTA undergraduates to come uh, kind of every summer during the the field work season to take part in this research so you know over the next three summers, uh, after this one, the two to four UTA undergrads will be able to join us for a month and a half to, to go hunt for lizards. <laughs> the kind of main crux of it all is looking for lizards and figuring out how many there are, kind of figuring out which are the successful species, which are the unsuccessful species in these ecological communities. And what that evolves is kind of involves is a lot of fun because um, we use what's called kind of uh, uh, like temporary mark recapture. And so what we do is we go out into the woods, the, the tropical rainforest down there, cordon off uh, a section of the forest as the survey plot. And then one person will walk that survey plot uh, a bunch of times in a row with essentially like a, a paint squirt gun. And whenever they see a lizard, they'll squirt it with some paint so that we can keep track of which ones we've seen and you know which ones are new new observations. And so they'll do that again and again, and that'll allow us to estimate how many how many individuals uh, are in that plot to gauge, you know, which of these species are successful ecologically or not. So that's the main thing we'll do: uh, paint paint lizards. In the the scheme of things, we'll also be you know capturing a bunch of lizards uh, to get you know measurements of them. We're, we'll be taking um, fecal samples, poop samples from the lizards to figure out what they've been eating. They'll be collecting insects to be able to match, you know what's in the, the lizard's poop to what's in the, the environment as a whole. So yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of uh, kind of projects related to, to all that. We're, we're going to be collaborating with an a artist um, to, to make some like artworks, um, painting, paintings and the like, kind of representing the, the findings of the, of the research. And I have no idea, you know, what what that's going to be like. Um, but I'm I'm very excited about it, and think that you know it could be kind of fun as like an, adi an additional way to communicate um, science, uh, in addition to like the you know sometimes dry academic papers that that I write. Uh, so so you know kind of watch that spot <laughs> over the next three years. 
I think I, I like a lot of biologists just, you know, love the natural world. And, you know, when we go out hiking uh, and look at the plants and animals that are assembled there, there's kind of this deep sense of mystery. It's like, why are these these plants and animals here in just this way? Why are they not on that other mountain, et cetera? And so for me, the deepest motivation is just trying to understand the natural world, try to understand the, the kind of rules by which life forms uh, in these complex structures, you know, ecosystems. And so it's it's really the mystery that motivates me and trying to figure out the kind of hidden secrets that, you know, undergird uh, life on Earth. The, you know, these these lizards, these anole lizards are kind of this treasure trove of knowledge about ecology and evolutionary history. And they're this great kind of model organism for understanding these fundamental properties of life on Earth. But, you know, just looking at them, you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily know that um, they just look like often like little green or brown lizards. And I think that's kind of the the big takeaway message about so much of uh, kind of biology. It's like you can learn all sorts of you know fabulous secrets from from these things that don't look like much. And so, you know, just people in general, when they, they you know, are planting things in their garden or just taking a walk biology is all around them and you can discover fascinating things about the world uh by you know looking at any random thing basically 